This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to First Time Dads. I am Richard Innes. And I'm Steve Mile. And this week we caught up with Julia Bradbury. 47-year-old mum of three, uh, best known for her stint on TV presenting Country File on the BBC, and now on ITV presenting Britain's Favourite Walks. Uh, we had a chat to her about uh, being a mum and also having IVF treatment. Uh, yeah, um, unfortunately we weren't in our usual charming little box studio, so um, we went and saw Julia at an event at a community, community centre in East London for an Honest Kids Thirst for the Outdoors event. Um, so we were in a uh, charming little basement. So uh, the sound quality may be slightly different, but hopefully uh, more than enough for you to enjoy the conversation. Right then. Hi, Julia. Hello, Richard. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for coming on. Oh, Steve, how could I say no to you? <laughs> we should point out that St- Steve and Julia have a, have a history. Apart. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we yes. do yes. have we a... spent a day in leather trousers together. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll crash on to the podcast. We're definitely, yeah, let's... we're definitely coming back to the leather trousers. Okay, <laughs> we'll come right. back. It was a photo shoot. Let's go. <laughs> Just to clarify before anyone... It was a photo shoot and it was for work, everybody. It wasn't a personal oh, photo shoot. There you go. <laughs> spoiling was. my story. <laughs> um, Julia, you're a mum of three. Yes. Uh, tell us about your kids. How old are they? So I've got a little boy called Zephyr who is six and a half. And then I have twin girls who are just about to turn three. Wow. Yeah. A handful, so, I would imagine. A handful. The twins actually, uh, are they're, they're not identical. Twins is a very special thing, as, as you know, mm. people talk about all the time. But their connection and the way that they communicate with one another is fascinating and so special to be mm. around and special to watch all of the time because yeah. you know I mean you two are relatively new dads yes. and you just know every day when you're watching your baby develop into a child develop into a toddler you know every change that they go through is just so interesting and, and, and sort of takes your breath away every day imagine watching two at the same time who are sort of developing at the same time because of course they're the same age but do things on a different day and it's just mind-blowing mm. it really is I hadn't thought of that so that in, in the idea because we're twins you assume it's all identical but of course one will walk before the other one yeah. does and one will speak before the other one does and yeah and, and I'm going to at the moment it. I'm going through a phase where one of the one of the uh, one of the girls the younger one actually she came 45 minutes later she's now completely out of nappies they're, they're both uh, nappy trained during the day um, but they have been going to bed wearing a nappy okay. at night and you'll yeah. get to this yeah. phase and then they get through that and then they're, you get the first morning and they're dry and you go, oh, wow, that's it. So you're through. So it's happened to one before the other one. Okay. Um, but I'm sure it's going to be quite quick for the other one because it's the same thing happened with the walking and then the other one within a week. Is there a kind and, of a natural competitiveness between twins? I think there must be yeah. and, I don't, and I think it's innate. I don't think yeah. they even realise it because, you know, they don't know, they don't know that they're racing to, yeah. to get out of nappy but it's ha- now because it's now happened to one the other one is conscious because we say oh look at you it's a dry night well done so the other one you know is like clocking up going oh alright <laughs> I want a piece of that are they all in the same room all three of them no, no so the girls are in the same room the girls share the same room and this is another weird thing so think about how much time they spend together 
they're never really. I mean, we do take them to do separate well, activities. Nine months together before they've even arrived. Yeah, yeah. Right? but yeah. now even when we take them, say we take them for an afternoon. What's that? Two hours. You take them to go go and have a sandwich on their own, or you take them into the park on their own to give them their separate time. But they sleep together. They have a bath together. They all sit and have breakfast together. They're together all the time. The girls. Whereas my little boy sleeps on his own, and at least mm. at night he's on his own. He has that alone time. The girls don't have that. It's quite weird. Mm. I mean, I, 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 so I was just going to say, I, I mean, my brother and I are sort of less than two years apart. And so there was an element of that, I suppose, when we were growing up as kids, that we came as a package. Yeah. You know? So my mum and dad would take us together to do things. But not, certainly not to that extent. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Um, when do they start sleeping, please, Julia? <laughs> well, yeah. you're just how a old? small question. How old yours? So you're... Jackson is going to be two in two weeks' time. Happy birthday, Jackson. Happy birthday, Jackson. Um, and my boy is going to be one next month. Right. Yeah. And sleeping is going how well? He was doing really well. He was waking up once, because he's still being breastfed. Yeah. He was waking up once in the middle of the night. Which is a fine. Two spell, which was absolutely fine. That's and, good. and his mum is very, very happy to be breastfeeding and all yeah. that. And then literally the last few days just turned into hell. You know, just when you think you've cracked it, you think, oh, we're into a pattern here. We're into you, a yeah, you, you tell me, because... Like Rich and I were talking the way here about like just going crazy in the middle of the night because you just you're sleep deprived. You just wanted to sleep. I was. How on earth did you manage it with two? So of them? I have to say here, gents. People ask you all the time, and they, they, certainly when you become a parent, what's the trick? What's the trick? What's you know the parenting tool? I mean, routine, routine, yeah, routine. Yeah, now yeah. I have been very lucky because I'm a working mum. Yeah. I have a nanny. Okay. Who I love, and she's part of living. the family. She's living, and she's yeah. part of the family. And it sounds you, know, you go, oh, I've got a nanny. That it's not like that. She really had. I can work because yeah. I'm, I, you know, it's not a nine to five job that yeah. I do, and I can be away for a couple of days or three days, so I can't even be there to do a nursery drop off and pick up. And, so for, for us, I, we 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 are. She's she's a godsend, um, but I think, and, and I'm happy to part this to impart this information because we've, you know, I've got I've got a nanny. She's a professional childminder, and they know their stuff because they haven't just looked after your kid. Yeah. They've looked yeah, after like maybe ten if you've got an experienced yeah. nanny, so they know the stuff and every single nanny will tell you the most important thing is to get them into the routine of sleep all the rate their routines as quickly as possible mm. so you are going to have to be a bit of a cruel daddy yeah. and you're going to have to let Jackson cry it out and you're going to have to start this thing where you get them into a routine at night which is and it can be whatever but ours is it's so you go bedtime and you go right so it's a bath and then the girls still have yeah. a bottle and then they all sit in the bed and we read them a, we happens, read them a, read them a story yeah, yeah, and the then they go down yeah. and they go to sleep yeah. and we literally close the door yeah. and they go to sleep yeah. or they stop talking yeah. and that's it and we don't go back in okay. if they cry yeah. and they're not wet and you know that they're fed and there's nothing wrong yeah. with them you don't go yeah. back in how old were and you before you got to that point, though? How, uh, sorry, how old were they? My, they have been sleeping since birth. Okay. Really? Yeah. They started oh, the routine God. early. And the longer you leave it, yeah, yeah. the harder it becomes. And it is about... Mm. And you're going to have a few nights, and it will be... It could be a week of hell. Mm. But once he knows, once Jackson mm. knows that you will not go into him and that he's not allowed into mm. your bed, once he knows that that is not mm. going to happen anymore... They run out of puff mm. and they stop the crying and they stop. No, 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 no. 
Mm. But you just, it's horrible. Mm. And we've, of course we had to do it. We had times, I'm not saying mm. that they were perfect and they never, yeah. they went straight through the night. It didn't happen. There were nights where you're standing outside the door and you've got literally wait, you're waiting for 10 minutes. Yeah, They've got to cry for 10 minutes. And we've then, done a bit of this. We've done a bit of this. But the problem is, and I know this, because we're all tired and we're working yeah. and we're sleep deprived, and you, you say, oh, I've done a bit of it, and you do it for a night and it doesn't really work. You do it for two. You've, yeah, you've we, got to do it. We, like We did it on holiday for like 10 days. Yeah. And he slept. Yes. And he did. But then he regressed. When you came back. Well, no, like after sort of six weeks of sleeping through. Yeah. He then regressed. But then we had... A lady on the other day on yes. the podcast talking Sarah, about Sarah sleeping. Sarah Hockwell-Smith is the baby sleep. Yeah. She said that the equivalent of leaving your baby to cry, and everyone's got an opinion, is it's like when they're in a, you're in your caveman and you go hunting and you leave them. Yeah. The reason they stop crying is because they think their parents aren't coming back and yes. they don't want to trap wild animals. Not yeah. because they're sleeping through or anything like that. And I'm like, I don't know, he had a chest infection and... Oh no! Of course so you. Yeah, when you're worried, you of know. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know. You, we want to be good parents. We all want to be good parents. We don't want them to be in pain. We don't yeah. want them to be. Mm. We don't want them to be crying. You don't want all of that. But eventually, you get to the stage where it's like, you, for your own sanity, mm. you need a full night's mm. sleep, mm. and they need the sleep as well. Do, do you think that your approach, your kind of pragmatism, by the sounds of it, mm. about how you do it? has come is helped by the fact that you probably have more life experience because I'm an older mum yeah yeah possibly I I, I, certainly it's one of the one of the advantages I think of being an older mum I mean I had my boy uh, when I was 40 and I had my girls three years later um is that you're at a different stage in your life. Yes, you've got more life experience. Hopefully you're a bit more secure mm. in who you are and where you are in your career and your life as well. Yes, so you, you are a you, bit more pragmatic. And you maybe seen friends? Oh, yeah, you've got, oh yes, you've got... So you've, you've maybe got a bit of learnt experience? Yeah, possibly. Although, as you guys know, it doesn't make doesn't make any difference how how many friends babies you've held or even gone to the park with. You know, you think you're being a really good godmother or auntie because yeah, you yeah. spent an afternoon with a kid. Forget it. Yeah, you was, when you when you're a parent, I mean, it's just. Do you know the thing that used to drive me mad was that idea, and I used to get this from my siblings a little bit, and it wasn't intentional, but that sort of slightly patronising. Oh, you'll understand when you have a kid. Yeah, and it used to make me want to throttle people. Yeah. That idea so patronising, and now horrendously I see everyone was right yeah because that is absolutely the case I, I am a really I've always been a very hands on uncle really close with my siblings and love all the nieces and nephews and spend time with them it is not even remotely close no like, not even similar in any way shape no. or form to being a parent no it's not It's just, because it is that it, it's it's all encompassing. It's everything. It's every. It's where you're going on holiday. Yeah. It's whether you can go out on Friday night. It's if you can stay at the pub. It's how late you can stay yeah. at work. It's it's it, you know everything now is. And how have you adjusted? What have you what? Because we were talking uh, like upstairs about when Jackson gets her sister. That basically I'm viewing it as the last vestiges of my old pre-baby fatherhood life will then go. <laughs> The last few crumbs of going to the pub after work or yeah. whatever will go because it's hands on. I guess you've you've 
had to adjust, have you? Yeah, well, you we all, yeah, of course What's, we all have to adjust. But I mean, it doesn't mean that it's the end of your life because you've gone from one to two and you, you suddenly can't. Well, yes, there's that, of course, when you've got a newborn, the newborn becomes everything and, 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 and takes up so much, you know. And it's it a sounds new negative. Life. It's a new life and it's, it's, it's time consuming looking after a newborn, but it's beautiful and lovely and rewarding and everything else. But you will come to a stage where you get them into both into a routine and actually it doesn't matter whether you're yeah. the one at home or her indoors is the one yeah. at home, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to be fed at the same time, go to bed at the same time, and you can do that as one. Mm. You know, mm. uh, so you just you just adapt. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's what mm. we all do. You just adapt and you make it work. Yeah, and no, between yeah. your partnerships, it's a, it's a new world, isn't it? It's a it's, it's a it's a new world. It's uncharted territory. But I wouldn't change it. And no, do you no, miss no, any of your old? No, 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 no. Another no. advantage to being an older mum is I I was pretty lucky. I mean, I had a fantastic life and I travelled a lot for work and I did accomplish lots of things yeah. and I've worked on some great shows and I've met some interesting people and I think I've sort of really broadened my my mm. life yes. through my work. Um, and that, it, that that being said, I'm happier than ever now yeah. not to be going out. But do you feel you not to be going out to parties and not on yeah. a Friday night going? I can't. Sorry, I haven't even got a babysitter. Do, do you feel you would be less happy if you hadn't had all that experience? Maybe that's personally how I feel. Certainly, is the idea that I sort of. I was going to say sowed my wild oats, which gives entirely the wrong impression. But the fact that I went out and sort of, yeah. you know, had my twenties, I've done my two weeks in like Ibiza. Like a, yeah, like you know, not sitting on the beach, yeah, yes. not seeing sunlight. I did a lot know. of stupid stuff in my twenties, thirties. We've 20s all and done. 30s. Yeah. We've and all I'm done glad it. I got it all out. I feel like I got it out my system. Yes. And now I'm very happily married, and I love my wife, and I love my boy, and and know, that's what I'm, you want to do. I'm very happy to be very, very boring because I'm enormously boring now, having been the opposite of boring. I think it would be. I mean, we we'll never know, guys. It's too late for us. But I think it would be really difficult to, to say be a, a man or a woman in your 20s and, and think that you haven't lived yeah. and then you become a parent and yeah. then yes I can see yeah. how you would feel frustrated and think that you're missing out and, and then perhaps. try and do both and you can't do both you can't be you can't lead a single person's life and have babies you can't stay out yeah. and you can't well, we're perhaps not, not have the a... experts to talk about this but there is the thing of you know absent fathers among young relationships isn't there where yeah, yeah. dad's not on the scene, as yeah. and that maybe is a bit of that, you know. Well, we've talked yeah. about it on the way over here today. We were yeah. talking about. I was saying my son Ben had a nightmare last night. He was just screaming the house down, and we were talking about how you know you can have some pretty dark thoughts uh, where it, it, when it's two in the morning you're trying to deal with a screaming child, and you can actually imagine that it, we're both of a certain age. Out. Yeah, we're we're both of a certain age. And hopefully of a certain, you know, kind of mindset where it's like, well, whatever happens, I'm sticking out. I'm, I'm yeah. here. This yeah. is my boy. Yeah. But you can also imagine how a 22-year-old kid... Would go, that's it, I'm done, I'm out of here. I didn't even want this. I'm done with this, yeah. I mean, you can actually... And having... Before you have a kid, you never even... You think, what a dreadful thing to think. You know, how could anybody think that? And when it is two in the morning and your kid's been screaming in your ear for an hour and a half, you think... Well, I'm not going to do it, but I can see why other people might. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about, you know, being a parent in your 40s. And that sort of takes us on to... The, one of the areas we wanted to men, uh, to ask you about really because mm. your twins came about as a subject as a result of IVF treatment yes so five, five rounds of IVF five yeah rounds. see I don't know even know what that means because I not had IVF we haven't had IVF I haven't got any friends as far as I know that's had IVF not that I've spoken to yeah. what does IVF actually mean so IVF is I'm not going to go into the whole mm. medical no, no, explanation no, 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 no. but essentially if you have fertility issues and once if you're a, if you're a woman over 30 mm. your fertility drops drops off a cliff 
So yeah, it's yeah, it's it's an over forty. Forget it. So IVF is a means of helping you fall pregnant uh, with medical intervention. It's by no means foolproof. So Mm -hmm. that's uh, a friend of mine said that her boyfriend had said uh, that he does want to marry her, um, but he doesn't want to have kids yet. So can she wait for ten years and then they'll just have IVF? So Whoa. that it doesn't work like that. No, I mean, I don't know IVF, but I know that's a stupid point of view. Well, it, no, it's not. He, but I, I, no, I'm saying it's it, not not to say that he's stupid. Yeah, yeah. But sorry, I'm, I'm IVF, harsh, but IVF yeah. doesn't just work. No. That's one thing. Yeah. You know, it, at optimum level, you've got about a twenty percent chance of IVF working. I think when I went through it, because I was over forty, I was forty plus. I think my chances were under one percent or one point four percent or something. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So it's certainly not oh foolproof. God. Um, but essentially with medical intervention, you, you, your hormones are adjusted. Mm-hmm. So you're put on medication. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that medication is taken orally. So you're taking lots of pills yep. and a lot of the hormones that you take uh, is via injection. So mm-hmm. you, you or your partner have to um, stab yourself in the belly or in the bum yeah. uh, once or twice a day, depending on what what levels of, uh, of medication what, what and hormones they're How long they're, are we talking to... for? Like, so how long would you have to do that daily? You do that for, gosh, you see, I've, I've, obviously it's so traumatic, I've just blanked yeah. it all yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But it's a week or more of doing that in certain time right. frames. So they're following your natural mm. um, menstrual cycle and your rhythm, yeah. and they're keying into that, and then they're trying to lift all your hormones at the right time for optimum time for them for them then to in, in, inject you and pop pop the okay. eggs in oh, and make right. you yeah, pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So right. that process itself, you um, have to be put under general anaesthetic. Yeah. So you're like well. an Olympic athlete being prepared for yes. your, fo- your, your or a horse. sprint or whatever. Yeah, or a horse. <laughs> or, or a race. Or a horse. That's a hell of an analogy, but yeah, yeah I suppose yeah. you are like a racehorse. You're like a racehorse. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes time for um, uh, the embryos to be... Imp- implanted back into you which which mm. requires your participation that's when you go into a room yeah, yeah. and create your lovely yeah. Yeah. You know, man Enough said. Yeah. Yeah. It's a family podcast. Yeah, family podcast. <laughs> well, but let's talk about you know we're, we're all yeah, grown no, ups no, no, in the room. No, yeah, yeah. Um, and then at that moment, when, when when all of your loveliness and my loveliness is combined and goes back into me, yeah. um, I have to have a general anaesthetic. The woman goes under a general anaesthetic. So I had that five times. Wow. And was it the same treatment? Because uh, I ask this because I've I, I've got some people close to me, friends and family who've been through IVF and. You never want to sort of delve too deep in because I don't want to push people and ask too many details. But Although we are now. I, well, I do. We yeah, are now thanks. Because Julia's happy to talk about it. Um, but I didn't quite appreciate, I think, until some of them had given me some information, how detailed and how difficult it was and how many stages were involved in the process. Yeah. And so that, was it the same process each time, the five courses you had, or do they change it? Y- yes. Well, it, it's the same in terms of what you're doing to yourself, but... Um, the levels of medication changes. Mm. Sort of, they're, they're, they're amazing. They're geniuses. Um, mm. These people at, at these IVF clinics and fertility clinics, and they're they're sort of like cocktail mixers. Mm, okay. They're working out. You know, sometimes you know it could be because women have don't have enough eggs, mm. which was in my case. Sometimes they've got too many eggs, yeah. and they they could be overstimulated. They're over fertile. There are lots of different you know different methods okay. and and cocktails if you like mm. that are matched to you but you go through that process and it is full of highs and lows because there are chances of success and then it's a failure and, say, yeah, and then yeah. there's a chart then then you then you know i fell pregnant and then i was pregnant and it was brilliant and then i had a miscarriage mm. and then so you it's it's a con it's a roller coaster 
And I look back now and I was hell. I mean, the hormones. Mm-hmm. I must have been a witch because... In it, what sense? Was it, it, was it really depressive or anger? You or just, it affects or? you. Become quite, quite, you can become quite angry. You become very short-tempered. You, I don't think you're rational all the time. I'm, okay. I'm admitting it now. Um, <laughs> enough time has passed. Yeah, enough time yeah. has passed. So it just... And, of course, the other partner... Um, isn't going through all of that. They're going mm. through the emotional roller coaster yes. with you, but they're not going through that hormonal roller coaster no. with you. So there's a lot Wowzers. of biting lips and. So I haven't really. That's interesting okay. that there are two different roller coasters in the sense that because there's the because the there's, emotional one I can from, from I'm, I'm looking at it from the dad's perspective. That is so difficult. The idea that hope is there, then it's taken away from you. Yeah. And I didn't realise anything quite as traumatic as a mission. And also, then are you going to participate as a dad? Do you want to be the one that sticks the needle in your yeah. partner? Do you want to do yeah. the injections yeah. in the bum or the belly, yeah. or are you going saying no, I don't do needles? Or what happens if you're separated? I mean, I was working. I mean, I remember filming in Scotland. I had to find a clinic in the middle of Scotland, and then I remember injecting myself in a toilet. I felt like a heroin addict, and I was like, you know, because I ne- I was just about. Oh, I mean, it's. Yeah. yeah, it's complicated and it's stressful. Yeah, yeah. and you try, and, and I you've tried. Got a child, as you know, yeah, you've got a child, yeah, yeah exactly. You know? yes. yeah. So you're dealing with all of that. Life so there's, co- a, carries there's a third on. person who's on a witnessing two roller coasters. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but you know, it sounds horrific. I guess after you've done it once. You, you go right well it hasn't let's give it another go of course how, you do how many times were you yeah, thinking how, right how, how, how far am I going to take yeah. this everybody asks that question and I can't answer because on the fifth time I felt yeah. pregnant I th- I was coming to the end of I, I think my body had had enough because that was the disadvantage of being an older mum you know mm. your, your mm. body just sort of packs up a bit and and you have to also leave three or four months between each cycle that you try mm. because you can't just go back to back um, because you so need recovery time. So time is passing. So, so those five are no, over it was, what? It was, well, mine would, so over five, that would be, it would be more than a year. And was this all done privately as well? Yes, because you can't, yeah, you get, can't. So, you can't get IVF on the NHS um, once you're, I can't, what's the age? I can't yeah, remember. No, oh, it's an age cut off. There's an age cut off. Oh, and there are certain criteria as well. It's not right. just an age, there mm. are certain things. So I think if the if the dad has been a father before, then you might not be eligible oh, okay. as well. And to be honest as well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, put that stress onto the NHS, no, that financial no, burden, yeah, because no, I, I no. just don't think it would be fair. We, we wanted yeah, this and, yeah. and we took that financial burden. But then, I, and again, without wishing to ask too many personal questions, but I suppose there is a financial question to there it. Is. Yes, it was how. Yes, it's a very expensive. It's, it's not a, open it's, to everybody. It's not open to everybody. It's no, it's cost. not. So, uh, and each time, presume just to clarify, so each time you had a treatment, that was another significant yes, chunk of money. Yes, were, yes. I mean, it's thousands and thousands yeah. of pounds mm. every time you try. Yeah. And I do. I mean, I I know I've had a friend who uh, had a little girl desperately wanted a sibling which was the feeling I had wanted siblings for for, for Zeph um, and could afford one more round of IVF and had the one more round and that was all they could afford and they knew that was all mm. they could afford and then that was it they couldn't and she didn't fall pregnant oh, um, yeah I guess you just have to um, it's easy for me to say you people, people resign themselves go right we're, we're just going to have one child yeah you know and often you, you read these stories that you're people stopping and then it's a big re- relax. Everyone relaxes, yeah. and then they feel pregnant. There is also a cycle. There is also there's also a moment in a woman's life cycle whereby all her final eggs, because you know we have a finite number of eggs throughout our lifetime, and there comes a stage where all the final eggs are released from the body, and often that's when. So you'll find a woman uh, who falls pregnant uh, at fifty. Right. 
yeah. naturally and they tried IVF. I mean I've, I've again friends yeah. I've got friends who they had a son they went through rounds and rounds of IVF it didn't work yeah. and then she fell pregnant at 52 yeah what was it that that was sort of the driving force for you because you're putting yourself both you know, we just discussed emotionally physically hormonally you're putting yourself through all these huge things was it just the desire for your son to have a sibling was that the I think the it, thing? it's quite weird uh, I think it is a, it's an evolutionary thing because it doesn't really make sense mm. um, we would have been and, and you know love our little boy and would, have compl- yeah. would have been really happy with a little boy I think we felt uh, as well yes it was this overriding thing of Please let let him have a sibling. My partner um, is Irish and has eight brothers and sisters as well. My (laughs) mum's Greek... And the mentality is quite clan-like yes. in both of those I'm from a Scottish cultures. Family, so, so you I know, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's big and it's noisy yeah, and it's families yeah, together. Yeah. So the the concept of brothers and sisters was just a very very important one mm. to both of us. So I think that's that's partly um, that was partly that. And then there's just something in the back of your head that doesn't make any sense mm. that it's just this driver um, of and I I presumably. And I, I know you don't. We don't necessarily need, want to talk about your partner too, yeah. in too much detail, but. Presumably, you both have to be very much on the same page. Very yeah, much so. And again, I've got, I've got, I have friends who the, the husbands are not interested in IVF at all, and it's split marriages up because the man doesn't want to go There's through it. No resolution it. to that, is there? No, there is no resolution because you both really have to want this mm. because otherwise, what will happen is you'll have one of the partners will say, "Oh, well, it's failed. That's it." Uh, that's it's it, and the and, and 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 the woman will be I'll like, but no, going. I want to going. try again because I was yeah. only one, yeah. and we know it's only a twenty percent chance or a ninety percent. And and the other and the partner's Presumably like, presumably no. that's where the pressure really comes because you would imagine in most cases the the mother and the father would both be for that first one equally. Like, Let's do it right, fine, and it, the pressure I suppose comes. Not if not after the first one, then the second one, the third one, where you're actually saying, well, hang on, how far do we push this? How much money do we spend? Well, exactly. where, where does this actually? And also, probably the male in this instance, or the other partner who's not undergoing all the treatment, yeah. is probably thinking more clearly at yeah. that stage well, because and also we, we live still probably in a society where the man is the primary <laughs> breadwinner in most houses. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, no, okay. yes. So it, it, the. The man is thinking money yeah. in some cases, mm. and I've I've heard stories of people you know remortgaging their houses to pay for IVF. And if you've got if you're a man, you know I'm playing it's like devil's advocate here. Mm. If you're a man, you're thinking right, okay, we've only got like another fifteen years to pay off our mortgage, but we're gonna not set, add set, another, set ourselves back. And, yeah. yeah, and add another however many years to that. Okay. Only, well, only for a percentage you, chance you, as well, because well, yeah. you're not saying he, we're doing this in order to have a child. We're doing this in order to have a twenty percent chance of having the child. Yeah, which yeah. that would be the thing in my mind. By the, by the way, once you've had children, that paying off your mortgage in 15 years anyway, yeah, forget yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've got me. another podcast Believe about how... I'm already <laughs> resigned to working till I'm 75. Yeah, so well, yeah. at least. Let's take so, it to the Japanese yeah. way and like yeah. work till 100. Jackson's going up the chimneys as soon as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that, would be the, that would be the thing. You, did you, like, you said talking about stress and roller coaster and, and kind of that emotion. Did you have to adjust your life, your way you lived your life in order to... Through that period of oh, yeah. uh, uh, completely. I mean, I'm, Scottish uh, mountainside does not sound like it's. I gave helping. I gave up country file. Okay. Because I was a pre- I presented country file for uh, six years. Matt Baker mm. and I took it to the Sunday yeah. night slot, where it rests very happily yeah. now, and it's you know one of the best jobs on television for sure. And I gave up country file because I I think we'd probably tried two or three times and I just got to the point where I knew if I really wanted to 
to focus on the IVF mm. and, and for it to be successful at our, my stage and my age of life that what I couldn't do was the juggling anymore because I felt guilty because I was letting people down or I couldn't do work. Mm. I couldn't say yes to projects and I couldn't, and I couldn't with, with something like control, I couldn't be away all the time because I needed to be at the clinic. And yeah. So I just couldn't do it. And I thought that was contributing to the stress of yeah. me, of it not working. Sounds sensible that it might do. And I thought that, so, okay, for the first time in my career, I've worked for 25 years, I've taken, you know, every job because yeah. I relish it and I need it and I wanted it and I've been ambitious and hungry and everything else. And I went, for the first time ever, I'm actually going to step back and say no to something from a career point yeah. of view. And this is for me. This is a personal thing. It's for me and my family and for us. And was that a gradual process or was it the day you were in the train spotting toilet in Scotland? You know, <laughs> train spotting toilet. Yeah. Shooting up <laughs> yeah, with shooting hormones. Shooting up with hormones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only this was going to print, that would be your headline, Steve. <laughs> still might. <laughs> yeah, still might make it. <laughs> I it was certainly one of the contributing moments yes when I thought this is mad I mean how and it was a live event as well I was I'd been filming and then I had to come and do a corporate sort of live event in front of hundreds of people and it just felt wrong Mm. and I was like oh dear so you had to run out of the event in order to run into the toilet yeah and then I had to stand in front of hundreds of people and carry on presenting some awards thing yeah Yeah, it was weird it was a weird so it was what me the award ceremony you ran (laughs) off and injected yourself yes yeah it was wow Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah, that does give you some imp- some idea of... Because I suppose the timing on these things is so important. It's, and it's not up to you. It's kind of you to the can't, minute, isn't it? You can't pick this. Yeah, you can't say, I'll so do that's it now. The, what, so that's the other yeah. thing. So as a couple, if you're going through this, you I, you need a very understanding employer. Mm. Um, and, so, you, yeah. and you're... Mostly it's the woman who's needed there... At any other t- at any time. So you have to be available and you're, you guys are needed and, in some uh, stages as well. And I think we know that not all employers are understanding to women. I could do a whole podcast about <laughs> this. Bet. Let's not get going about yeah. this, about equality in the workplace. And when I say equality, I don't just mean men and women being paid the same. What I want to see change in the next, in our generation is, I don't think that men and women are treated equally when it comes to being parents and when it comes mm. to being fathers or mothers mm. or carers in the home. Because... I think if you said, either of you two said at work, I need to go, I've got to pick up my little boy from school or he's gone to the hospital or I need to be at the nativity play or anything else. I think your employer, who's probably a man, Mm. would give you dirty looks and you'd have a a hard time for that. Whereas a woman, not that they like it anymore, but there's Mm. more understanding. And I think that in the 21st century is completely wrong. I think men and women should be viewed and judged equally mm. as parents and as carers in the home. And there should be equal paternity pay mm. and maternity pay. Because at the moment what happens is things are more favourable for women to take time off. Maternity yeah, pay yeah. is more favourable than paternity yes. pay. Yeah, yeah. Which goes back to your earlier point. That means if you're deciding as a couple who's going to stay at home and look after the baby... Mostly it will be the woman. Because well, she did do shared parental leave. So I I took, but that's out. good. I did. I took three months off. My wife went to work after nine months. Right. And then I've reduced my hours yeah. to four days a week. Well, you're... So, so I'm trying to do as much as I can. And that's brilliant. Which, But I wonder, have you, so have you come up against that in your job? that you found it difficult to be a mum and do your job because of, like... I mean, I know you're, you're fairly flexible in your types of yeah. work you do. 
Does that help you? Or have you been like, right, I can't, well, I can't do that job. Well, they've told me I can't do that job. Because... I haven't been told. I mean, I now wouldn't do. There are jobs, and yeah. that's one of the things. That there are jobs that I wouldn't do because I, I, would, haven't told I would not go. So, for example, when Zef was first born at six months, I was doing a job for the BBC, and it was the Natural History Unit, and I went out to Minnesota for six mm. weeks to film with wild black bears. And... I couldn't, obviously, I wasn't going to leave Zeph for six weeks and no. six months off. So he came. Mm. And then the family came and spent a Great. bit of time. And my nanny was with her and yeah. grandparents. And so we made mm. that work. Mm. I would not have been able to go and just do six weeks mm. in Minnesota on my own, which obviously pre-children, I did that all the time. Yeah, I travelled yeah, the world. Yeah. I was, you know, yeah. on locations and all the rest of it. Yeah. So, you, But you don't want to. That's the yeah. difference. Um, I think there's also a thing to be said here in terms of dads having to show that desire. So in the sense that I didn't think a year ago that my priority would would be so different my priorities would be so different now mm. don't get me wrong I, I work very hard and I, you know I really enjoy my job but there is now no doubt in my mind you know if, if I get a call saying my son's had to go to hospital I'm not going to be sitting there thinking oh is it okay if I ask no I'm, I'm no no, no of course if you're going to go I'm yeah. out the door yeah um which for any other thing I don't think I would do mm. so I think I think there's an element where but what about to, if we it, have to push it ourselves what about it? if it was for the nativity play or it was you know maybe yeah. not something as pressing as hospital and as urgent as hospital where mm. I think your employer would be understanding yeah. if it was more of a mum job dare I say yeah yeah then yeah, Jackson's Christmas Christmas singing carol singing yes. or something something like, like that. that yeah no I think I think there's still a bit of a stigma Whereas if you see a famous man, when you when we all see like Brad Pitt with his kids or or George Clooney with his twins or anything, everyone goes, Oh, that's so yeah. sweet. But if it's like, you know, us or working people and, and getting on with your daily life, it's not seen as sweet and it's not seen as caring. Yeah. It's just, it's just, and I think that's the thing that we need to change. I think that is one of the problems with, with um, the work environment right now is it's, it, it should be just as cool mm, for dads mm. to be dads and mums to be mums. I know what I want to get into this, but do you think you're, from talking to your partner, that he's experienced anything like that when he's wanted to go to, like, Zeph's or... He or has his own business. Oh, right, fine. So, yeah. he, he, and he's, an, ama- and he's right. an amazing yeah. dad and he's completely prioritised fatherhood yeah. um, and he moves heaven mm. and earth mm. to be there. Uh, but he's in a lucky position because it's, yeah. it's his own business. And We're, all three of us work in sort of environments where like there flexible. is a bit of flexibility yeah. in the yeah. hours that we do, I guess. Yeah. I guess and you could tips. file a story if you know if yeah. you can you can do, do it at home. You can do yeah. it right. You can yeah. go at home and then say, oh, I'll I'll ping that to you later. Yeah, tell my boss you said that. Yeah, do so. <laughs> say do hi. You know is your boss a man or a woman, it's by the way? It's a man. There you go. But he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. good. I must say, actually, and he does. He understands. And he might be listening, so we have to say that. He might be listening. Yeah, we'll find that. He's not making any money out of it. He won't be listening. Uh, uh, we, I know we, we haven't got a very long left, so um, my last question, just to bring it back to the IVF. We should, was, before we ask that, oh, explain why we're talking to Julia. Oh, of course, yes. We're talking to you because yes. you are ambassador for Honest. So, yeah, so I'm an ambassador for uh, Honest. Well, t- today, Honest, uh, which is a drinks brand, are launching a drink called Honest Tea, which is a fruit juice and water combination, natural fruit juice and water, so it's naturally sweetened. And we're here in a very lovely basement, but I haven't been in this basement. <laughs> I've been outside in this very lovely secret garden yeah. in Hackney, which it belongs... It looks lovely outside. It's a shame we don't have visuals. It's about getting kids off their screens, basically. It is. So, so this here is uh, is a garden that's owned by Groundwork and 
Groundwork is an environmental charity, Groundwork UK, that's, that aims to bring green spaces yeah. to urban environments. So that's why we're th- this, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. we're here and that's why this event. So we've had some kids here from Nightingale School who've been making um, bird feeders out of uh, upcycled bottles. That's They've a, been yeah. doing outdoor activities. And we're here because one of my passions, of course, yeah, is activities. getting kids outdoors because it's good for their development, their creativity, yeah. their imagination. And it's good for all of our mental health, physical yeah. health, well-being. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the, 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 the drums that I, I bang I a lot. Recently. There we go. We've, we've, yeah. done our, we've done our bit. You've done I, your bit. I, I have realised recently that you can't have a child indoors all day. Otherwise, it doesn't work for anybody. Anybody. It doesn't. It doesn't. Anybody. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> so get the, And we're not, it doesn't have to be the great outdoors. It doesn't have to be a big adventure. No. The park, oh, right. the garden. Random block. Yeah. You know, holding Sometimes. leaves. Yeah, just yeah, around yeah, about yeah. anything. Outside yeah. space. We all need 30 minutes at least outside every day. Definitely. Right. That last question I went to ask you, because we are running out of, out of time here. Is to take it back to the issue of IVF. Mm. If, if don't call crisis, it an issue. That no, no, sounds no, no, horrible. No, the subject. The subject. I, didn't, I didn't mean. I didn't yeah. mean that with any negativity at all. Because it, it is a wonderful thing that has helped a lot of people, you know, achieve. What they, and I'm back with all. We're going to talk about it on the podcast again. I'm and, sure and we are. You will. People, and now you'll get responses from dads yeah. as well. Who? Well, that's kind of what I wanted to ask you. Is it, given given your experience of it, if there are guys listening to this who are perhaps considering going into this with their partner. Mm. From the kind of father's perspective, what from your experience, what what do they need to do? What what is it? The, what's the, the support that they will need to give to their partner? I think you've got to be obviously incredibly understanding and understanding of of something that you are never going to fully understand because until you have been pricked and jabbed and injected with these hormones, you just you're not going to know what mm. that is like. So you're going to have to be understanding of of what your partner is going through. Um, on every level and I think also I would say for couples out there um, both have the same goal in mind and really things will change because you might say you know what we're only going to have a go at this a couple of times and if it doesn't work then we'll give it up and everything else be prepared for the woman to change her mind in that instance because you're personally investing your body in quite a horrible process in order to achieve something Mm. that you want desperately and other things start to start to play. And so don't be surprised, perhaps if it hasn't worked a couple of times, your wife or your partner, your girlfriend might turn around and say, I really want to carry on. Yeah. And if you can support that, then, you know, then... It's a bit of flexibility. I, I guess the land up at IVF, you've all been through some sort of process a good point, before yeah, that, yeah. haven't you? You've been it trying. Overnight, doesn't it doesn't, you don't just go, right, we're yeah. going to have a baby, let's do IVF. You, no, you, you, yeah, you tried you try. the, you know, I say the natural way, yeah. but you've tried the natural way and then you've decided, right, we need some help. Yeah, and then you've done all the textbooks, yeah, so diets, like, down, you know, down the track cycles the and all that it, stuff, yeah. and then you've gone right. Okay, we're going to go and see. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to try this. The other bit of advice I would say for anybody undergoing uh, or, or considering IVF is try and stay positive and stay happy. There was a tiny, tiny study. I think it was done in Israel, and the women who were going uh, in to have the the embryos implanted, they told them a joke before the implementation process Lovely. and they, they sort of did a, a, a split trial and the women that were told the joke and were laughing more of them fell pregnant than the women okay. who didn't no it was way. a tiny so sample take your wife to see Mickey Flanagan so, yeah. before you try her for a baby what I would say it's, a, it's a, quite a stressful process try and laugh through it and yeah. try and for it not all to be the hardships but try and stay upbeat I hate that because it sounds so American but, but make it keep it fun if yeah. you can because also I think for the person that's trying to fall pregnant you know a happy womb is a welcoming womb <laughs> and on I that think, I think that is a perfect that way to, yeah, yeah. 
that's brilliant. On that description of happy wombs, I think we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. That, that's brilliant. Thank you, Judy. That's been really, um, really insightful. Actually, I've I've genuinely learned a lot. Well, there you go. In the Good. Last, I'm in pleased. The last yeah. minutes, and can, can I just say congratulations, Steve? Because the last time we did the leather photo shoot together, he was not a daddy. <laughs> no. And if if daddies could be I was glowing, unmarried and I wasn't a daddy, and, and so a lot's changed. You're glowing. There you go. Thank there you very you much. Good. I didn't know you before, Richard. So you're glowing That's too. Right. But if you I, meet well, again, you might, yeah, you know. Yeah. I didn't used to glow. <laughs> when you've like had this. when you've had five. Yeah, yeah. I didn't used to look this knackered either. But anyway, anyway that's, a different, <laughs> that's a different story. Um, you love it, Dad. So you love it. <laughs> Right, well, um, on that note, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, as ever. Um, please do, if you're listening to this through iTunes, leave leave a review and uh, give us a rating, because it does help other people find us within iTunes. Um, and please do subscribe. And um, that's yeah. it for now. Cheerio. So, cheerio. And Bye now. Catch you next time. Bye.